0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. You are live and good to go.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to The Fours. I am your host, Ron Taylor, along with
0: Bernard Hall. I am your co-host, and this is The Fours. Welcome and good afternoon. This will be our first podcast. All right, here we go. Uh,
1: I was doing some research now, right? And uh, I came up on some. I I couldn't find any information. But here's my thing. You were an All-American, correct? For more than one year. You were the number one player in the whole nation entire nation. Is that correct? Yep, pretty close. Okay, can you tell me why you're not in the High School Hall of Fame?
0: Well, first of all, Detroit and PSL football or just the whole state of Michigan, and they just had a— a thing on this weekend about the top twenty-five quarterbacks and the, well, the cool. top fifteen quarterbacks in twenty-five years, right. and on state champs, and I was just in awe of the players that they had on there, and we could be make—I mean, just many discrepancies in it, but when you have people that's in control of it, uh, they can slide people out or they can use any formulas they want to put people in statistical or mm-hmm. just they had a better career or right. they, they're successful in business now or whatever it may be. Right. And uh that's how they go through in doing the, uh doing the picks and, you know, it'll be discrepancies if you get to speak with someone, uh, someone about it. But myself, I'm very humbled in it because I get a lot of respect and a lot of accolades just from the people in the city and DPS. So I'm very, very proud of that and the teams that I played on and the relationships that I have. So um, kind of like Michael Jordan say, it's not for me to speak on that. I kind of let everybody else you right. know, take the lead on that.
1: Right, because everybody remembers, man. I mean, you, you were undefeated <laughs> as a quarterback. Am I correct?
0: Yeah. I was undefeated in my uh, career at Henry Ford as a starting quarterback. And uh, never lost a PSL game in uh, three years. And only game, had three losses in my career, period. And they were all state playoff games. Sophomore year, we won the state regional championship. And uh, junior and senior year, we lost in the first round of the states. So, And still no call from the Hall of Fame. (laughs) No call from the Hall of Fame. I've been to several inductees for people, uh, real good friends with Jerome Bettis. He was probably one of the first people put in here and Mm -hmm. and from the city and the city. And also went for inductee of uh, Tom Sebron and Harlan Huckleby, who's good friends, and was just there for my coach, Joe Hoskins, who we literally had to fight to get in. And uh, done so much for, for kids and for uh, the PSL and football and in coaching. So I was there for theirs and got the honor of seeing that. So just being in the room, mm-hmm. you know, gives you that, uh, gives you those, uh, you know, those, those tinkles, those, those and goosebumps. goosebumps. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So
1: here's the thing that I want to know. Um, and I'm pre- pretty sure that everybody else wants to know. Uh, the situation in Oklahoma, you know, everybody knows the outcome, but we want to know the income. We want to know what happened. I mean, you never got a chance to tell your side of the story. No. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody will want to know from you what exactly happened.
0: Well, I I never really spoke about it because it was— or got a chance to speak about it formally. Right. I turned down several uh T V shows and several interviews and several opportunities mm-hmm. for the simple fact that it was so devastating. Uh um, right, 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 I was right. uh down at school away from uh Michigan by myself actually and uh was faring well and was actually doing pretty good in school and I was playing, getting ready to have a breakout and uh when you walk in the wrong situation at the wrong time mm-hmm. uh when someone when someone has it in for you and, they, and you are already a out of town or so yeah. yeah the seniors and people afraid that you're a heavy recruit and you come in and, and gotta and you're playing right away right so it's a it's a thing where the where the players, unfortunately, get played against each other. And sometimes the coaches play it against yeah. it, too. So you kind of caught between a rock and a hard bottom. And uh, I never faulted a player who was a pick of the coach. But I've seen several instances where players were better than others. And the coach may not have liked them for whatever reason. Right? Uh, in my instance, I was from Detroit, so... Mm-hmm. And I was a very astute person, uh, speaking and able to look people in their eye and say, hey, tell me the truth, not what I want to hear. And I also spoke up. So they didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, plus, I could play. It didn't matter where position they moved me to or where they put me. I would still go cause havoc. I would still go get on the field. So... The next thing they do, if you don't go through what they want you to go through, right. uh, With the uh, before you become a big star and get in this media hype, after they get there, if you go through what they want you to go through, they feel like, it's a yes, sir, no, sir, and doing what they want you to do is even kill. But if you don't do that, they're mm. either going to make it hard for you to get there or you're going to be crossed out in some kind of way. And mm. that's what the instance happened to me. I had a few good friends that I paid, played with and they uh they tried to tell me but, you know, being prideful and from Detroit and, you know, being taught to be strong and have a mind of my own. Oh, I right. was you know, I didn't want to go along to get along. So when I didn't want to go along to get along, the formula was uh, that's okay, he go do something. you either you go get hurt and we gonna say he lost a step mm-hmm. or you go walk into a situation that can go either way. And we gonna make it go the wrong way. And that's what happened with me.
1: Yeah, you know, I I always told my son, you know, when he was getting ready to go to college, I sat down and I had these talks with him and a couple of his friends. I say, Listen, I say, there's gonna be situations and this is the thing that happened to a lot of our high school a lot of our high school players today, especially the black kids in the inner city, you know, they go to these schools and their parents have no idea that a situation comes up where sometimes they're going to be set up and you have to know the situation. Let me paint a picture for you, okay? Say, like, when you go for your recruiting visit, you know, sometimes the guys, you know, they'll come around and they'll let you know who Betty is. Now, everybody, you know, Betty is ready Betty, you know what I mean? Betty, you know, everybody knows, you know, and you have a couple of them on every campus, you know so i'm pay- me painting the pictures i'm gonna say listen, okay, you got a- cu- you got your friends there's five of you guys in the room you got your two k tournament going or your madden tournament going, okay, so all of a sudden, you guys are you know heavy into what you're doing twelve o'clock at night, you get a knock on the door, okay it's Betty. Now, Betty comes in there. You guys already know what Betty's about, okay? Now, uh, so you're playing the game. All of a sudden, one guy disappears with Betty, okay, into another room. So the next morning, guess what's going to happen? Everybody's going to come out in handcuffs and... And be charged with something because oh, yeah. one guy disappeared with Betty.
0: Absolutely, there's got to be an investigation, right? And they can make the investigation go any way right. they want it to go. If right. they got it in for you, I'm gonna step out here and say, and I'm doing this to. Let parents know, especially here in the city. We have a lot of young talent and a lot of really good kids that's on their way to college. That's right. And unfortunately, some of them are not middle class families or rich. So they need to know. The college coach should come in and sit down and tell your family, I'm going to treat them like they're my son. Absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. Nothing against some of the college coaches. Some of them actually do do that. They will make sure and they do follow through on that and have people to look after. But unfortunately, they can't do everything or make decisions for you. So you have to be very, very, very wise and sound on your decisions, you know, on following people or going somewhere or being in your own circle. And especially if you're out of state at a school and you have to socialize and make friends. I believe every kid should get the college experience, right. whether they're playing sports or not. And uh because you get to – be a socialite, you get the chance to learn how to get along with people and learn how to deal with different cultures right and, absolutely and, you know it doesn't matter of descent uh and you don't get you get to learn not to have a cultural difference and you learn the reason you learn pe- learn people for who they are and not where they're from or not the color of their skin right. and but unfortunately, it's still a whole lot of the shenanigans that's going on that we've fought for in the civil rights and It always turned into a a black and white thing. Now in this modern day age, it's becoming now a foreigner and black thing or or whomever. But the parents must know these things that they don't know. It's going to be some instances where they got to decide, well, I don't need to be at that party or I don't need to go to this room. I don't need to hang with them. And I think that come from upbringing but you still can make a mistake and walk into the wrong place at the wrong time it can happen to anybody because it happened to me i saw it while i was there with other people and didn't even have a dream that it would happen to me Mm -hmm. and then they build you up to be uh jack the ripper or john wayne gacy or something you know on something that is kids and I tell people, you know, you can't get mad at a kid that's, you know, 18, 19 or 20 for making a decision on their own and, and make a mistake. Because if you do that, you defy all of the ones that God gave you the grace to make a good decision on. So yeah. you can't throw your kid away and you can't give up on yourself. That's why I myself, Bernard Hall I never hid in the house mm-hmm. I never put my head down trust me it was dark days and it's very very hard to wake up every day and you know you about to be a first round or second round draft choice and, and in my case definitely probably a first round because we had uh, NFL teams at our practice every day and they were telling me uh, Bernard we know what's going on around here Uh we'll talk with you just do what they want to do, what they want you to do, and get out of here, and then you don't have to come back if you don't want to. But right here, there there's some rules, and you got to follow them. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow the rules or play the game that they want you to play, then you know you got to look over your shoulder, watch your back, and that's that's what happened. Wow!
1: Now you know um, at the University of Iowa, I, and this is I'm just saying I'm talking about the University of Iowa. Now if if a, if a player is if a player is a if a girl just says rape he's not a, he, he he's not a, he doesn't even have to be accused the player just says if a girl says rape and she you know points her finger to a player this player is automatically dismissed from the program and the school and, and then the investigation starts now he can't even come back once she said. Once she says, "Well, you know what? I was just mad at him, and I really didn't mean it."
0: But you done messed up this guy. You know, you done messed up this guy's life. And you're finding that out now. I'm glad you uh, spoke on that. You're finding that now with uh, NFL and NBA players that you know, and nothing against ladies, mm-hmm. all the respect in the world because we absolutely gotta, we have a lot of good. When I want to say that first, because you don't. Know, I don't want to offend anyone, and right. I know you don't, because Absolutely. Absolutely. well, we are definitely not speaking against you know ladies or women and and just their livelihood. But unfortunately, right. you have some, and I've always heard my mother and my grandmother and my aunts say, "Love make you do funny things," and uh, right. unfortunately, that's a part of it. You know, is and it it, it move from love to crazy, yeah. so. You have to differentiate in between the two. So everybody got their own, you know, thoughts on where that is. I'll leave that in there. But if one does holler that – You're guilty until proven innocent and you're dismissed from class and school and you can come to the football building or wherever you need to go and your locker locked and you know, they tell you, you, uh, such and such, you gotta go see the head coach and they said you're not welcome here. You know, you have to, you have to do this or do that. Just automatic. They don't know what the whole story is or what the thing, but just for you being there. And if any other instance happens on campus, a fight, somebody getting jumped on, the first thing they do is grab the program that they hand out every week because all of the football, all of the basketball, all of the baseball, all of the sports, your pictures and your name is there. So they'll grab that and put that in front of the person, and and those are the first things they go through, believe it or not, Mm. are the sports programs, and they'll say, "Is is it any one of them? and they'll set that in front of them and go through it vigorously a, a bunch of times and most of the time it's African American picked yeah. if the if in that case and unfortunately you know like they say you're it <laughs> so <laughs> you're it so you better you better have an astute family that got some money Or you better be able to resurrect Johnny Cochran to represent you or you're in trouble. Seriously. And and I say that uh, clearly. And I know people wonder why. Why now? Because it's time. Mm -hmm. And because once you live some life and you get on solid ground and— You know, you want to be successful and you want to be in a solid place so people don't think, well, hey, hey, they're doing this just to try to get some money or whatever. I probably can write a book that will make an investigation come back or make the college world or make people very, very angry. And the first thing they'll say is, ah, he's a guy that got a a strike against him. Don't believe him. Mm -hmm. But uh, I can name several people now who wrote books and Gave out information and the stuff is true and they tried to make it seem like it was a, uh, a myth, but it's true. And mm. they don't want people to know. They're making millions and billions of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, no one, the, the universities and the coaches are benefiting from it and, and the athletes, you know, you're supposed to go and you pay for school, you're on scholarship, but you need a whole lot more than that. Because once football season is over, if you, if you don't know how to socialize or you're just a person who stay to yourself, Mm -hmm. you ain't got nothing coming. But a, but a meal. But you still need to wash your clothes. You still need to get a ride or put gas in your car. You still need to shave. You still need toiletries. You still need everyday life things. You know, you your the underwear and t shirts you bring when you come as a freshman, they're not gonna last for four years. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> so, I mean, I can go on and on. And and everybody uh in today's age and even then, even when you didn't have nothing Everybody want a pair of pants every now and then. I saw kids and people who were afraid to be away from home. And if they didn't get the T-shirts and shorts and sweatsuits and and turf shoes that they gave us, they didn't have any clothes. So that gave you perspective on life and me being from Detroit. And I had all of that stuff and was right there. So I had to deal with having a little bit more than everybody else. Being a well-spoken person, being articulate, mm-hmm. being African-American, and, you know, dealing with the, the guys that were upperclassmen who felt like I was going to take threat. some of their time into being a threat. So you're being watched. You always got the... The two or three snitches on the team that's gonna tell the culture, you know, he, he took an extra pack of Kool-Aid. Who cares? Or, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? That's- uh, or, you know, or he came in two minutes past curfew. Nobody saw you. No boat, no camera, nothing, but they, they told. So it's true. So now you gonna be docked some time or you're gonna be treated funny until they get over it. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's not fair.
1: Now the, we 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 heard about the, the, all the food the food things. Now I, I wanted to know is the bagel thing really the truth? you know, I mean, you can't even get an extra bagel. It is. It's, <laughs>
0: that's it's, that's it's,
1: crazy to me.
0: It's 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 not that you know detrimental. You talking about during training, training table during training camp. When you're in training camp and in summer camp and stuff, and when you first come back, you first of all, you got to pass a running test in the summer and when you come back in spring ball and when you return, you have to pass a running test who uh, especially all of the linemen, all of the skill people have different times that you have to run. And if you don't make it, then you got to run every day at six, five or six in the morning before and after practice until you make your weight or until you make those times, because they expect you when you on scholarship to come back in in shape and to stay in shape. Uh, you can, you can have times where you can eat much as you want, but the people who are on, have weight problems or on special diets, no, they don't want you getting that. They got somebody watching you. They don't want you getting no extra bagel or no extra plate of pancakes because you got a weight problem. And they know, okay, uh, Bernard plays great at, at 220. You know, he don't need to be no heavier than that. If he's heavier than that, then he got some work to do. So, and that's what they believe. They got each player, is evaluated by the trainer and the dietician and everybody. And they know by the film and by practice, mm-hmm. you're graded on practice film, on playing film, on scrimmage. That's how you grade out and and show that you're intelligent and know the plays and know where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that all of that stuff, when a, a, a pro scout come in to see film on Ronnie Jones, He want the scrimmage film, he want the game film, and he want the practice film because he wanna see are you a slacker? Or does this guy know where he's supposed to be and does he take it serious every day or is he gonna take some plays off? But when they pull the papers out of the file to see what your grades were on all of that and you graded in the upper ninety, hundred percent, you get extra money on your signing bonus and on your contract for that stuff. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff is important that people don't know or or athletes and their family or parents or whomever don't know. So you have to be in tune and know what you're doing and know what you're getting into. But uh, that, it's not that, uh, ain't no fire set unless you have a weight problem or something to answer that question.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah, let's talk about the ACT and all of this type of stuff. Because, you know, you have to – what do you have to maintain? You have to have a 17 in order to play. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. Or a 16. Was it 16 or 17? I think it's 17. 17. Have to, My graduate year in 1986 was the first year that the uh, ACT and SAT Proposition 48 was introduced. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought it was a – thought it was a joke and thought it – you know, they're not going to do this. But it came out to be – Directed, I want to say, at a lot of African Americans because right. you couldn't you couldn't get it. I kept getting a fifteen and needed a seventeen. Right. And on the on the SAT, I kept getting a a, a, a thousand or, a, a needed 1200 or, or and needed twelve hundred or thirteen hundred. And when you don't get it, you can't play your first year. Yeah. So that was a another big thing for me. I had several schools that were on me. And don't get me wrong, I had an opportunity. I still could have, Michigan or Michigan State still would have taken me. Mm-hmm. But they did not uh, tell me what position I was going to play. And, mm-hmm. you know, neither uh, George Perlis or Bo Beckler came to my house. They sent assistants. So I had saw them in earlier years, freshman and sophomore year, come to other kids' games and houses. So I didn't feel that I was... You know, being rightly recruited in the right manner. And at that time, I had a team made up at Michigan and I had a team made up at Michigan State. When, you know, recruiting visit, they didn't even have them show me around, so. Where
1: did Michigan want you to play? Because, you know, I heard there was, a, you wanted to play quarterback and he wanted you to play defensive line or something like
0: that. Well, they, they were talking about uh, linebacker or. Or, something, or a safety or something like that. And, you know, I wanted to play quarterback. Only other position I wanted to really switch to was running back. Uh-huh. And uh, that's what I was playing when I first came. And, you know, I couldn't get a, a strong word either way. So, And then up at Michigan State, they had Lorenzo White, so no one was going <laughs> to remove that situation. He's a Heisman right. Trophy candidate, which is understandable. Right. But – um you know, sometimes you have to get involved in other ways. You know, in any game that you play, you can affect the game in other ways. As Fire as special teams or something else. Sometimes you have to uh, work your way, keep on working and stay ready. Somebody may get hurt or they may call up on you to give someone a break. But, uh, once high school career is over with, you could have been, uh, you know, all world, but you got to put those clippings and all that stuff away. And you got to just like life, you got to prove yourself all over again and reinvent yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, uh,
1: looking at, uh, uh, some of the, uh, scandals that we had spoke upon off of, off of, uh, off of the mic. And we were talking about, you know, like the cheating scandals that's going on right now. And, you you look at the ACT scores that we you know, that the, the African American kids had to had to uh pass. But now you find out the people with money is just buying their way through college. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like what do you what do you think about that?
0: Well it's uh I have a really, really different perspective on it because I saw firsthand you're going to see things where you at school. And uh, as I start talking about it, it'll make people heads spin because you can go to fraternity and sorority houses and to get invited to an event or a party or stuff. And you get close with some and they have it can be whatever degree you want. And they got file cabinets, a room with file cabinets, and they got all the tests. They got all the term papers. They got all the finals and all. They got all, they got everything you need. And you'd be wondering, wow, how are they partying all the way through <laughs> school every day? And I'm over here need a tutor. <laughs> so I always wondered, but you know, once, once I got to school and saw what was going on, you you knew it was a, it was an edge had upon, you know, I've seen a situation where, you know, someone had the test and, you know, they'll put it out there. Hey, if y'all get over the curve on the test, we're going to tell, you know, that's how serious it was down there. I've even seen a situation where it was a professor that was just unruly and gave so much work, didn't care about your other classes. And, one of them said something about it, and the professor then backed down, and they went to the Board of Regents and reported it. And the next week or two, that, that professor was gone and replaced. Wow. Or they backed down, giving so much work like that. So it's a whole lot of stuff been going on that if you don't connect with certain people, you're not in the loop. That's why... College is a social front. You have to be able to communicate with people. You cannot be an introvert. You cannot be somebody who think you better than somebody because they will show you right away. Mm-hmm. Guys or girls, they, you will have a nightmare. You will wanna come home because won't well, nobody deal with you. And everybody gonna need a ride to go to the laundromat or to the cleaners or go to the grocery store or to pick up some toiletries or or just to get away from campus, you know? Yeah. You you going so you gotta learn to get along with people yeah. in general. That's that's what it's for and I think every kid should get that opportunity. And you know, I and you know, I don't have a cultural difference, but I've seen some white kids that never saw blacks until they came to college. Yeah. I've seen all type of situations where it was, you know, young ladies or guys the, that didn't want to go home because they were sending me to— father such and such, and he was molesting me. Or wow.
1: their girls
0: didn't want to go home. They wanted to go home for the holiday with somebody else because their mom was letting the dad do whatever to them. So wow. it's, you know, sad to bring up and say, but those are the experience and the things that you see when you have class with people and they just like you. and you Or you just get a rapport and talk and they start giving you out some secrets and stuff. You know, I've, had, I've even had uh, kids tell me, that it's like, hey, Bernard, you know, uh, what are you doing? And what do you get? What did your family get you for Christmas? I said, Oh, well, I, you know, got you know, the basics. Right. You know, they say, Oh, well, I don't even get, I don't even get gifts like that. My, my family buy me Kmart or, or Tide or Target. Hmm. I get gifts like that. Hmm. So, you know, that's an edge in itself. That's generational wealth. Yeah. and knowing that all I got to do is go to school and do what I'm supposed to do because the format already laid out for me, yeah. or you know you going somewhere. And then you got some kids that's uh, participating in sports just from for the camaraderie of it all and for them to become more outgoing and outspoken and not be so just, you know, stuck and not being afraid to speak for whatever reason that may be, you know. And it's really good, but... Some know they're not going no further than high school and you go all, no matter where go or how high you go, you'll never forget high school. I got to, yeah, I got to, for everything that I went to, I got to prove it to myself that, yeah, I know I could play on that level. I got to go and play. I got to go and work out for some teams and I played a couple of years in pro and I got to prove it to myself and One of the things that I liked about myself, that I was a well-rounded person. I liked to do other things. Mm -hmm. When I loved football, but one of the best things that I ever learned uh, was speaking with an elderly person. And uh, he told me, he said, I'm going to give you something that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. And I said, yes, sir. What is it? He said... Once you learn to respect everybody else's sport like you love your sport, he said, you're going to be even a better athlete and a better well rounded person. He said, he said, it don't matter what it is. If it's somebody who shoot marbles or throw darts or ride horses, he said, look at race car driving, how they celebrate. Those guys love their sport just like you love football.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, well, I love basketball too. He said, <laughs> he said, just pick one. So uh, once I learned that, it was a uh, very monumental to me. And, what did he uh, What did he mean by that? Well, just you can walk around and be on so so much of a high about your sport and think that it's the best uh-huh. thing going on right. in the world. Okay, that's like everybody, you know. That's like it's a myth still out here, you know. Everybody in California think California the best place happened to America since Columbus discovered. The same way with the people in Texas, you know. Everything big in Texas, in New York, and, that, and you know and that. everybody believed that their place is the, is the best. That's correct. And that's what he was saying. He said, "Look at it." He said, "But once you." be able to respect their sport like you. He, he said it could be archery or pool. It doesn't matter. Right. He said once you're able to respect their sport as much as you respect yours, you're going to be a better, well-rounded person. And believe it or not, it worked because oh. I played other sports. You know, I played softball and flag football and, and a lot of basketball leagues and, you know, and just got to meet a lot of people and, and once they see that you respect their sport like you love yours, they just, you know, a lot of things just open up to you and for you.
1: Wow. Mm. You know, the one thing that I wanted, you know, everybody to know and to uh, uh, be aware of is that, you know, when you go off to college, the main thing you have to do is be aware of your surroundings because when you get there, you know, Kids are going in their eyes wide shut, and you want them to know that. Listen, everybody is not your friend. So, you, what do you think about you know people just, you know, just uh, trying to be a you know your friend, and they're not really your friend.
0: First of all, as much hasn't changed from then and now. It's just a little bit more craftiness. Um, People are going to most of the time someone who just like you or like your style or wanna befriend you or anything, most of the time and the bigger percentage of the time a person will start confrontation with you before they and then they'll wanna be your friend oh, okay. when yeah. in the whole first place they just could have came and said, Hey, I'm I'm uh, Dave or I'm Ryan or I'm Bernard and, you know, nice to meet you. I'm new here and I'm from such and such. You know, you look like you was a nice person. You know, let's talk a little bit. That's not going to happen to you. You go get someone, they go hate on you or they go start a confrontation with you. And then, don't get me wrong, everybody ain't bad apples. You know, you go get the people who do have and come from class because you can't buy class and you can't fix stupid. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) You know, and you'll be able to differentiate the two real quick and see who's who and what's what. And then it can be some people who... You know, they are right people, but what they do, they just not your type of people. So you got to be strong enough to say, hey, I can't hang with them or I can't do that. Right. You know, if you don't drink or you don't do drugs, or you don't smoke, or whatever it is, you got to be strong enough a person not to let the peer pressure get to you right, and say, I don't do that. Or if they walking in this room or they got this girl or whatever, you got to be strong enough a person to say, no, nah, I'm i going to miss that train, <laughs> you know, yeah. or whatever it may be. And don't get me wrong, you still can walk in the wrong <clears throat> place at the wrong time and you don't have no intentions of it. And right. that's where it was and that's how it happened for me. And, you know... I've always been told, you know, you ain't clean to steel Huxley on the Cosby Show, but be always be a pretty good guy. And, yeah. you know, that's what I always said, you know, contrary to popular demand. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's life. Everybody ain't going to like you. Yeah.
1: Now, you know, switching lanes or something, let's get into something else. The one thing that I really wanted to talk about was uh, the Kaepernick situation. Uh. Everybody had a whole lot of opinions on the Kaepernick situation. And uh, I've never seen something that divided a country so much as this. Um, My thing is that, you know, he said exactly what he was doing it for, but it didn't really pick up steam until the president got aboard and he called them some bitches, sons of bitches.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And once he said that, it just it went haywire. Each way, black folks thought one way, white folks thought another way. What do you think about that?
0: Well, it 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 it, it goes much further than just black and white. You mm-hmm. know, we have a. A bigger cultural thing than just black and white right now, you know, especially here in this city, because this is a city that always, and Detroit was a city that always had Indian Village, and then there's That's a city correct. that always had, you know, we have the biggest uh, Arab or Chaldean, you know. Yes. You know, uh, the Chaldean community in Dearborn and other areas, and then Bloomfield and all of that here, so it's, it go, it goes bigger than that, so we have to be mindful of what we say and right. how we react to things. But Kaepernick had, you know, just like President Barack Obama said, if everybody respected everybody's opinion, right. just your opinion, it's it could be good, bad, or indifferent. If you just respected everybody's opinion, we would have a better world, a better society. But unfortunately, it don't go that way. You know, we grow up, and your parents tell you, you know, don't bother nobody, and ain't nobody go bother you. Keep your stuff and let just <laughs> let them keep their stuff. And ain't not, but it don't work that way. Right. It just it just don't work that way. Sure as they say that the first day you go somewhere new, here it come. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Somebody go bother, you and you got you being tested. Yep. And that's just, that's just how it is. Kaepernick was a person who came along, and he just tested. And went against the grain, and they didn't like it. And once they all conspire against you, you see yeah. how much money he already had. Right, he has not played a down since, and they've so since then. They after all the debating and everything, you know, President Knucklehead said, and I'm speaking to Donald Trump, so that we clear <laughs> that, that you know, after everything that he said, the NFL end up settling because they knew. The evidence was overwhelming for what all of the owners and what everybody done, and they were gonna look, they were gonna be made to look silly in court, and he probably would have got a trillion dollars. Yeah. So now they want to do this deal where it's non-disclosure, where we want to hush money. That's all it is, hush money. Right. And keep your mouth shut. But where's this kid' career? Where's his joy at? You got all this money, him and the other guy, but you nobody still haven't picked him up. The whole thing is what he what he was fighting for. The, the some of the point got across, but it's still disrespect to what the point was that he has a right to do that. Right? You know, yeah. you know, just like a Muslim have the right to do believing what they believe, just like a a Christian, just like any one of them. If we put all of the religions together and sit them at a round table other than the Last Supper, what are we going to have? A big argument because everybody think that their religion is the way to go, and they think that theirs is right. So, you know, yep. the good Lord say you have a right to change no matter who or what you are.
1: That's right. I mean, this guy, he just, like I said, man, he just took a knee due to police brutality, unarmed black man being killed, shot on the street. And people had a problem with that. I just, for me, I just can't understand that. And if you see something totally different than what we're seeing, you know, it's got to be something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just my opinion. So
0: uh, that's very very formidable. And uh, everybody, you know, everybody have their way of doing things and what they believe, you know. Sometimes, you know. Everybody ain't gonna like you, and you not gonna like everybody. But you have to be have a strong enough mindset. I was just talking to my little daughter the other day, and I told her, I said, "Sweetheart, if you have something that you want to do, you may as well start now. You don't have to go along to get along." Right. Everybody like to do different things. And if you want to do something and and somebody else wants to do something else, you can say, okay, I'll see you later. I'm about to do this because this is what I want to do. Right. If you start out being a go-along, to get-along, it's going to rise all the way up. It's going to come up from middle elementary to middle up to high school and it's going to inform you in life. Children are already afraid of thunder and lightning in the dark, and if they have to listen to fussing and fighting at some point in time, then you're scarred. So as you get older, if a parent annihilates their kid at home, then when they get to school or in the public or in society and somebody raise their voice at them or challenge them, they just go into a shell because they don't even know how to take up for themselves right so not on not only are you killing their dream you're killing their soul you've killed their soul confidence and confidence and everything and your soul is that's what your soul is confidence you know mortality all of that you know all of it is in one in in character and all of that so i always tell my friends' kids or my friends who have kids that are playing that you can have all of the talent in the world, but you only are going to get as far as your character. That's right. If you have good character, then you can go as far as, you know, the blessings may take you. But if your character is suspect, you, you can, you, you have a few that slip through the cracks, but the odds is against you. <laughs> yeah. Sounds absolutely right. Let's continue on. I have a couple of uh subjects I like to discuss. Uh we were talking just this past weekend about just athletes and, and just school kids and just just school kids in general. And and where they're going and what they're doing because there's so many programs that you can get into in the city or just throughout the state. And um, I watch my uh, my my brother's uh, little daughter. His his wife, she's very good at keeping her busy and having her in different things. And my little daughter, she's you know busy in young engineers and Deb said and Pioneer Girls and. I'm a part of a uh profit organization for underprivileged kids, the Rachel Williams Foundation. He's a good friend of mine and I help him start that. And there's a bunch of literacy programs and second chance basketball and coaches for him for football and basketball and help kids try to get kids in school because there's a lot of uh leftover scholarships and uh, you might not go to a big university but if you can do what you do, if you're good at design or you're good at architecture or you're studying CSI forensic science or you're studying robotics, mm-hmm. there are schools that have money that can help you if you got the grades. You may not have the curriculum to go to uh, University of Howard or Hampton or University of Michigan or Ohio State or one of these, but there's other schools that you can go to. So it has programs that will help you with that. And, uh, me and a few of the guys were having a conversation and we were talking about all of the money that's spent, uh, getting kids in these different programs. I know my daughter is, I mean, she's in four or five. She's in depth Set, Young Engineers. Um, Pioneer Girls, and, you know, and a couple of other things, mm-hmm. and it, it costs, you know, but parents are, that's called investing in your kid's future and keeping them up on what's, you know, what's the futuristic things and what's the things that you're going to need to do so that you can go to school and get a degree or decide what you're going to study. Uh, Athletic-wise, we have a lot of a lot of, uh, parents who invest in their kids wide by putting them in camp, camps and it's 707. 707. And in, and, and in training sessions and different things like that. But kudos to those who have it, but it's a lot of them that don't. So when right. you have a, when there's nonprofit organizations that'll help with that, you know, like Teresa Williams Foundation, um, I just recently talked with, uh, good friend of mine, he called me, and we ran into each other at a funeral. It was deep, and uh, we played Little League football together, and he's one of the directors at PAL. And PAL is coming around with a bunch of really nice programs with cheerleading and football and basketball and baseball, you know, down at the old Tiger Stadium and just doing things to get kids, you know, acclimated in. Uh, Dan Gilbert is doing big things, trying to keep our kids in the state, our top kids that get the grades because, uh, Detroit is a different type of place. Mm -hmm. I watched, I watched them. I worked for city council for about two or three, about three years. And I watched them give someone that's an outsider business person. They'll come in and get prime real estate and a person that's here that have All of They can have all of their ducks in a row, and their I's dotted, and their T's crossed, and they give them all of the trouble in the world. But someone that comes from out of state, and if they have any type of name, they give them prime real estate. And that's why a lot of people are just deciding, hey, well, I'm leaving here because you're not getting a fair shake. Wow. And, you know— that goes beyond sports or anything. And then you got a couple of guys that's doing nice things that was in the sports and opened up businesses here, and they're faring well. But if you only knew what they went through to get to that, mm-hmm. you know, you have parents spending money on these camps and 707 and right. different training sessions. And these guys just – uh. You know, milking them out of money because their kid ain't going to never get it. It's different if you just want your kid to be in it for the camaraderie of it all. Mm-hmm. But some of them telling them that, hey, he's going to be this or they going to be that. It's going to snap in. Some of them, it's not going to never snap in. And they're doing them an injustice because they're going to end up right where they started. You know, and nothing from nothing leave nothing.
1: And frustrated.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that's an open forum, and, you know, it all goes beyond sports. We are the fours, and we're talking about hardcore sports, and we talking about other, you know, just other uh, main main events or main issues going on, and uh, it's going to be enjoyable. We're going to have some guests coming on in the near future, and they're going to be formidable guests who are going to sit and tell the truth, and we're going to have an open forum we know we go get some that's we know we go get some uh accolades and then you go get some people who ridicule you and you know say things good or bad but i guess they say you know it's a hater society so if you don't have no haters you're not doing anything good so <laughs> that's the truth so that's Please. the way i'm going to take it and that's the way uh i'm going to put it you know this that's how we came to this forum to have a open forum man that's what we're going to do. We're not going to be afraid to talk about certain things and. And tell you, the
1: truth. And tell the because truth. Because a lot of times when you have, uh, people on, uh, you know, situations like this or radio or whatever, they don't want to, you know, rock the boat, so to speak. But, you know, we, we, we want to tell the truth and put the truth out there and, and, uh, just let people see it for what it's worth, you know.
0: We have, and we have other forums where we gonna speak about DPS. DPS. Where are we going? Who are who are our people? Who are we voting in to help bring DPS back up to standard? We have been devastated with charter schools and all oh. of this other stuff. Yes. And don't get me wrong. Some kids who went to those charter schools, they done well. I have friends that went to some of the schools back in the day. that's not around no more uh uh Benedictine and Saint Mary's of Refford and Bishop Borges and Immaculata and Saint Augustine and all all these different schools where they had nuns and stuff and the, the nuns were about order so mm-hmm. those all mostly all of those people are doing well with the exception of a few but uh DPS as a whole there were some kids who a lot of us who came out of DPS and that are doing well so their parents felt like if it was good enough for them it was it was good enough for us so you know we have to uh, hold the people that we're putting uh, accountable we have to hold the people that we are voting in and we have to hold them accountable for bringing things back uh, the city is so, it's still so separative and, uh, we gotta get past the separativeness. One of the big myths is, uh, I always laugh and, uh, with the guys and we all get together, you know, with my buddy, uh, for the Rachel Williams Foundation and we always talk and we always talk about it, you know, well, you know, we rooting for this side and we rooting for that side. And I said, well, you know, the winner go prevail, but, when we do things we got to do it for all around we got to be well rounded so you know i'll get one person say ah oh, you stay on the west side you won't come on i I grew up going to the east side every weekend because I had family. So I got to see the best of both worlds, and I really enjoyed it, just the competition and just the friends that I made, you know. And, you know, you have some confrontations too because everybody's not going to like you. But, you know, that's the way the fortune cookie crumble, and the paper inside don't say what you wanted to say all the time. So, you know, what are you going to do? When they hand you a handful, you going to have some that say the same thing and you going to have some that say different or you going to have people opinion that be indifferent. So that's a lot. That's called life.
1: That's correct. And like he said, we are the force. We want to bring you the truth on uh, what we speak and just put it out there for people to uh, just take it in.
0: In the future, we will be having. We're gonna get hooked up, and we will be having Facebook Live, and we will be having questions and answers. This is not no basement setup. We are set up in a real studio. <laughs> Absolutely, very blessed to have it. We want to thank Dave for having us and and Absolutely. letting us letting us get going here because we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah and had my mic muted no problem guys <laughs> yeah and that's right thank you very much dave yeah, we appreciate it that's dave. Dave. Yes, right you and your business entity for letting us come aboard and having something to say we hope this turn into something really big i know this is my passion that's what i went to school for i was i was a communication major communication and sports broadcasting so i always tell all my friends hey uh Charles or, Charles or Kenny to Jess Smith or my man, they can take a break anytime and I'll fly in (laughs) and throw my suit on and sit there and won't miss a beat. Or I can, you know, do NFL today or whatever it may be. I can go and sit down right now. You know, everybody, you know, think it takes a lot of prep and a lot of things. It does. Anything you do takes work. Your, your job, no matter how much money you're making, your job always go exceed the work will always exceed what you do because mm-hmm. what you put into it is what you get out of it. That's correct. If, if that was not correct, why is Warren Buffett, who owns one-third of the Secretary of Defense, still <laughs> making deals and doing investments? And why is Bill Gates Still making deals and doing investments. <laughs> and then the people who have come up front that learned in the music business or in acting that you got to produce or direct and do all of the things and write all your own, everybody's going out on their own. They may be a new artist, a new actor, or actress, or whatever it may be, but you see real quick they learned how to mm-hmm. control and make their own money, a money that's going to come to them and make them wealthy. Because if not, in the past— They had everybody so gang ho and heap hived on, I'm just an actress or I'm an athlete or this, and everybody else was making the money and you didn't have none. So the name of the game is spending their money and not yours. Very
1: true.
0: (laughs) So again, this is the force. We want to thank everybody who's tuning in and. And that's going to listen to us, and uh we'll be back on Mondays, but we're going to be switching from 6 o'clock to 7. To, to 7 o'clock to 7 to 8, so everybody can uh, get home, and those who want to uh, tune in with us live can get in with us. And like I said... We are in a real studio. We will be taking questions and answers. And here in the very near future, we will have guests. That's right. And, you know, we got six or seven mics sitting around us. And we got our engineer in here. And, uh, we working it. We are, we are here. It's very professional.
1: Very very professional.
0: (laughs) And, um, all of my golf buddies and golf people, uh, I haven't forgotten. We're gonna to get to you in the next forum. We just wanted to get uh we couldn't talk about everything right, right away. But we're gonna talk about golf in Detroit too, because the the tournament, the PGA tournament is coming to Detroit Golf Club and the city has uh uh four or five courses and there's some issues there and we're gonna we're gonna tackle those issues. Yeah, we so, got-
1: we got a lot of things coming up. We got the golf, we got the draft coming up, the NBA, uh, the NFL draft coming up. We got the NBA playoffs. So we're going to touch on a lot of things. We're going to have guests come through and it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys join us out there.
0: And, uh, this is this is nice. And for and for all of our Michigan State fans, we ain't forgot about you. <laughs> my boy Ricardo Jackson, president of the Black Alumni, all of my guys, those Michigan State people, you know, we got you. And uh Michigan. Hey, y'all like Kenny the Jetnum said, y'all go on fishing. Go on fishing. <laughs> <laughs> we <We'll> catch y'all <laughs> on the next go. This has been the fours. Good night everybody. Good night.